This one is called the pants. Take eight. Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. We all know the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly, like Mr. Magoo blindly stepping onto the next swinging girder and falling into an outrageous jackpot. Your hosts, Daryl and Ed, are about to administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Now, here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed. Welcome to The Funniest Thing. Yes. Where each week we share stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to better than expected outcomes. Thank heavens it does. I'm Daryl. I'm Ed. And we're broadcasting live from Chobo Studios in beautiful... Downtown Van Nuys. Yes. A little known tourist trap. Yes. Los Angeles. <laughs> That's right. So, Ed, what do we got trap. going on today? Some people to thank? Well, let's thank our Patreon contributors at patreon.com forward slash funniest thing. We appreciate all of you been monthly contributing monthly to the show. It's been a huge blessing to us. And uh, look where we are, Ma. We're in Chobo Studios. Yes. So thank you so much. If you haven't joined and you're feeling compelled to, go to patreon.com forward slash funniest thing. You can contribute as much or as little as you want each month. Yes. And, and it's a huge boost to us. And yeah. it helps get this message out. Yes. And uh, so we appreciate you. Because we can't do it without you. Yeah. We did that for years before we had the show. It's called Daryl and Ed sitting at coffee shops talking about this stuff. And now look at us. Yes. Yeah. And then it was it was what? Paid for by God through Monthly contributions from our credit from cards. Carol and Ed's credit cards. That's right. That's so right. We appreciate any or any amount you can tithe or donate to right. this enterprise. It's greatly appreciated and it does get put to good use. It all comes back into the show for your enjoyment and to share freely to those you think will be blessed by it. And when we give generously uh, to the things that we love and the things that nourish and inspire us. Regardless of what it is, it comes back to us magnified and multiplied. So get in on the fun, whether it's with Daryl and Ed or however, but get some money circulating into things you love and just watch it come back to you because don't be afraid of money, man. I lived that way for a long time and it just cut it off. And now now that I'm generously sharing with things that I love and that includes myself and the people around me, it's just amazing. Daryl and I were just talking about this, how how much my financial life has changed even in the last like five years. It's just incredible. For a minute, I thought you were going to say whether you contribute to Daryl and Ed or Barney and Fred. Well, there you go. Yabba-dabba-doo. Yabba-dabba-doo. <laughs> Either way, if you start giving generously, you will be amazed and you will be exclaiming yabba-dabba-doo. Which is amazing because that was also scooby-dooby-doo. <laughs> the same phrase, but with a, for a dog. Um, we also got to see Ken Fendrock over speaking of uh, bar- male, uh, Barney Rubble, male, male model version of Bear Barney Rubble. Yes. We got to hear him spin some records at the Unity Southwest, what was it, Leadership Conference or something like that, that we crashed this week. Yeah, Desert Storm. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> which is appropriate because in a little while we're going to have a guest named Michael Schoonover, who you love from the last time you visited us and who always sends us. If you're looking at um, YouTube, you will see I'm holding up this precious envelope. 
This is what Michael Schoonover sends us spiritual propaganda in each week, which often ends up on the show, inspiring the show. He's an amazing fellow who's really tapped into this living spirit, and he taps in because he practices this stuff. In his everyday life. In like his us. everyday life. There's only one way to really get this stuff, and that's to have your own practice, such as a morning routine where you visit with your divinity each day, do some inspired reading, do some meditation, do some affirmative prayer where you affirm the good, use your own voice to affirm the good in your life, and just watch what happens. It is amazing. And we have a lot of people out there who share in this with us. We want to thank you for listening, tuning in, sharing. Um, If you want to send us something through the post, funniest thing, P.O. Box 1312, Culver City, California, 90232. I have a couple things to share. We got some great mail this week. Thank you. Yeah, we got one. We love going to the post office and finding a little letter in there. Yeah, uh, we got a great card. It says... From someone new. Thinking of you from Janet Prince. And uh, it says, Dear Daryl and Ed, thank you. Through Nancy Norman, I have come to know and enjoy your YouTube videos. I'm a subscriber. I always look forward to the next one. The other day you referenced... A Prayer of Forgiveness by Catherine Ponder. I've used this prayer many times over the years. I do, however, make a tiny change. Often the line that says, I forgive positively everyone, I add the words, including myself. For me, forgiving myself was my biggest hurdle. Keep up the good work. Sending light, love, laughs, and prosperity. Janet Prince. You know what's amazing about that is I actually um, use the same thing and I do the same thing because... And Daryl just handed me yeah, the. If, if you it. write to Catherine Ponder for these prosperity decrees, you can get a copy yourself. And every morning, Daryl and I both use this. Where's that ding coming from? I don't know. Do we know? Is it your phone, Ed? Uh, I don't usually get dings, and maybe it is though. Thank you. Okay. Uh, we don't. I don't want to keep hearing that ding. Do you? Ding All right. Down. So, uh, but maybe it's the, you know in the church. They had that weird bell that meant like the Holy Spirit was entering, and it just creeped me out every time when it would like. A, you, 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 no, you, you didn't really go to Catholic Church. No. Schoonover might remember this when he comes on. There was like some weird little bell. The only that ding dong I know is the witch is dead. So anyway, <laughs> so I'm going to add, uh, including myself, to this just to so you know, so we know the I, prayer you're talking. I have about. this memorized. We're read I, it. I was one of the ones I use all the time, but I'll read it from here. All that has for offended me. So the original one. All that has offended me, I forgive. I'm going to add in all that has offended me. I forgive, including myself within and without. I forgive things past, things present, things future. I forgive. I forgive everything and everybody, including myself, who could possibly need forgiveness of the past or present. I forgive positively everyone. I am free and they are free too. all things are cleared up between us now and forever. Oh, yes. So there you go. Thank you, Daryl. Thank you. I, I got to tell you, the one thing I got out of the, the most, I think the biggest thing I got out of the spiritual psychology masters that I earned was if you forgive yourself first, by the time you're done, you'll never need to forgive another person uh, in your life. It's all a projection of something that you're yes. holding against yourself anyway. It's so amazing because the thought that happens before, ah, oh, Daryl, why is he acting like that is some quick judgment of myself has happened first. That we maybe we're so used to it, we don't even notice it. But when we forgive ourselves for that erroneous belief we're holding about ourselves, everything else will dissolve. Because remember, there's nothing in the universe that's holding anything against you or anyone else. It's all in our own brain. So the key is to unlock that stuff in our own brain and get back into this loving space. So when we forgive ourselves, that happens quite naturally. Yeah, because when I'm forgiven of myself, that's when the day is a laughing matter instead of yeah, like, like everything that like things roll off my back. Right, 
people could say something about me. Right. That when I'm not in a self-forgiving frame of mind, I'll take it personally. Yeah. But if I'm in a self-forgiving frame of mind, I laugh along with them. Right. It really is the game changer. Self-forgiveness is a game changer. Right. And it points to what – I know Butterworth talks about this a lot. Other people – it's about treating the concern – oh, no, Emmett Fox – Treat the concern that you have first by – instead of the conditions outside, which includes whatever you're yes. judging. The con- treat the concern we have about life. Once we let go of that concerned state, we rise in consciousness. We see everything through a whole new lens. It's like not even worth doing anything until we rise at a, into a higher state of mind. Otherwise, all the things we're doing end up getting us more tangled in the – in the web, because yeah. we forget who we are, which is going to lead to what the show is really all yes. about. But I wanted to share. Is this the way this postcard goes? Like this, right? Uh, this one can go anyway. I think yeah. she wouldn't mind. However, we held it. Yeah, we so get I, home. We get original art postcards, folks, from Lois Conklin. It's a beautiful throw pillow, psychedelia, colorful, uplifting postcard made by Lois Conklin, yeah, and from she, her Zentober. Art that she posts on Instagram, I see. Ah, yeah, part of Zentober. Yeah, and that, and that's if you follow Lois Conklin on Instagram. Is that what you're saying? That's where you can find this. Yeah, she posts. Uh, I, I believe she's been posting that all October, and it's been great. She just posts a little uh, snippet of her art every uh, every. Oh, day. wonderful! Yeah. Well, thank you, Lois. And she said, "Dear Daryl and Ed, time for a postcard to come your way." Thank you. I love the school kid who comes in the cafeteria and says, "I love this place." So well, do we. I love this show. <laughs> Funniest thing. I just told I just had my 88th birthday with five different outings or celebrations. I'm a fortunate lady. FYI, I was born in Los Angeles many years ago. Uh, I collect sayings. Here's one. What you think, you become. What you feel, you attract. Oh, what so you imagine, you create. Oh, that is Love so good. Love to all, Lois Conklin. Thank God for Lois Conklin. Let me see that. I'm going to repeat that. That is so good. Listen, folks. What you think, you become. What you feel, you attract. What you imagine, you create. Brilliant, man. Oh. Okay, so now I'm going to move on over Ain't here. Ain't that the truth? We got some postcards from Indy. Indy, would you mind if we read one of these? Oh, no. Go ahead. They're Let's both see. good. This one here is really good. The Daryl? Yeah, because he says some amazing. He gives us some insight into him. I don't quite, some he revealing. spells your name really weird. Hi, Daryl. I know. No one spells it right. I'm I wanted to, to express my gratitude <laughs> for your I'm incredible. so forgiving. I don't care. <laughs> right. <laughs> I've been called worse, spelt worse. Right. Oh, man. My last name went through the ringer going to growing up on California, man. Be a G-O-D-E, then No one knew what the heck it was. Everyone put an L. <laughs> Oh, yeah, my mom put an R in it for crying out loud. All right. <laughs> I wanted to express my gratitude for your incredible support since we opened Chobo. You and Ed have helped immeasurably, and I cannot be more thankful. Much more important than money. You have opened my eyes to the truth. You have opened doors that I never realized I could open. Thanks to you, I consider myself worthy of my good and am forever a student of your teachings. I love this place. Thank when you. I love being me, I'm weasel free. Yes. Oh, thank you, Indy. All thank right. You Love you guys. Time for a postcard from Kirky. Which one was it? This one? Either one. Uh, Either one's good. Okay. You know with Kirky, we can't go wrong. He always shares some good spiritual. Oh, you know what? Wait, uh, speaking of gratitude. Quote on the back. Yes. Yeah, speaking of gratitude, I just want to share from David McClure. I listened to his talk again called Thank and Grow Rich this morning. And he That's said, a great talk, folks. He said, start every day with brazen gratitude because it will open up a portal to a field of infinite possibilities for you. 
Uh, and he was like, no, none of this namby-pamby gratitude. gratitude. Oh, thank you, guys. He was saying fierce For gratitude. And you know what? It kicked me gratitude. up the stairs. It kicked me up the stairs because I was letting this old voice of like, Mah, bully me around kind of. And I was like, what am I doing? I know gratitude's the way. I'm not going to wait until yeah. that voice lets me be thankful. I'm going to be thankful now brazenly. You know who exemplifies brazen gratitude? Who? Who's that quarterback? He was with the Steelers, blonde Terry hair. Bradshaw. Yes. He is brazen gratitude. Yeah. He's just a lovable, happy. There you thing. go. Like he's a real example of being uh, prosperous as a result of brazen gratitude. Yeah, and I think he was one of those guys who wasn't exactly like the most talented quarterback, but he won. Yeah. He won a lot. Yeah, like people didn't understand how could he win. <laughs> That's like Daryl and Ed. Because he was brazen gratitude. Remember when we were on Unity Online Radio and sometimes the things would be going so well for us that some of the people in the higher ups with leather gloves, Pounded. how are Daryl and Ed getting those guests on their show? <laughs> <laughs> brazen gratitude. All right. So this is a quote. It makes no sense, those two meatheads getting some of the best guests. Yeah, what do you mean, Daryl and Ed are speaking to the leadership team at Unity? <laughs> Sounds like some weasels All over right. there. This postcard says, you are the best version of what you had to work with. <laughs> That's from Kirk. And it says, these that, these that, those that help or hinder us, whether they know it or not, are the servants of that law which shapes outward circumstances in harmony with our inner nature. It is our conception of ourself which frees us or constrains us. Neville Goddard. You know, that's Dude. perfect because today's episode is about getting a healthy, realistic conception of yourself. Yes. And you'll start attracting yes. as a natural byproduct the things, the circumstances, and the people that fit perfectly with who you really are. All right. A couple quick other. Uh, Krista McAvina. Oh, yeah. This is a good one, Got to tell you guys. This I've is listened. how practicing it. Yeah. It works. It, this stuff works. Got to tell you guys, I've listened to the Ponder recordings, and it's a rent dubious end of the month. I've said yes to some teaching sub jobs, but they won't pay out until long after the first. Today, I was on my walk with Mel and was said... And said, I don't know how this is going to work out, but it always does. Yes. Raising gratitude. Walked into the studio and found a stipend check for my talk at the med school in the amount I needed. Now for the rest of those bills. And she said, I think that Texas Texan Ponder voice is magic. Tell them where you yeah, can I find will. that right now. Okay. If you, have, if you subscribe to Apple Music, you yes. could do a search, Catherine Ponder, and there's a whole playlist of Catherine Ponder's lectures and it says in her own voice and it is just so for some reason the hearing her in her own voice she has a Texas drawl it's amazing and uh, it brings this to life more than the most experienced actor reading one of her books which I also listen to there's just something about that that yeah. really kicks it upstairs and that's what Chris is referring to so just search Catherine Ponder, in her own voice, if you have Apple Music. It might be on Spotify. It's also, I, I just checked. It's also on Spotify. On oh, Spotify. okay. It's on Great. Spotify as well. Thanks, Indy. Schoonover would call it Phil Morian, I believe, but he can confirm that later. All right. Uh, we also got a text, which is going to lead to our breaths in a little bit, but Howard oh, yes. Rankin. This is important. We'll go right into the breaths after this. Daryl and Ed's son, Howard Rankin, out there in Funniest Thing Land. 
Yes. That's our boy. Our, he, our, 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 what would you call him? Spiritual son? Our, yeah. Our spirit. On the, the, the new hit, hit sitcom? Yeah. And he just happens to be of another color. Yeah. Because <laughs> that makes the show yeah. acceptable oh, these man, times. There's so, there's so much good about that. <laughs> so, Howard Rankin, we love you. He said, I listened to this episode last week sometime when you told our story about when you reached out to me and how on point yes. you were with spirit. My gosh, that was a powerful episode, as all of them are. I need to listen to it again because of the quotes. Because the quotes were dynamite. Oh, like JJ on Good Times. Dynamite! Thank you and Daryl for everything you both do. It's not only a game changer; it's a life changer. I'm so glad God selected the both of you to do what you do to speak life into people. So authentic and sweet of you both. And in that episode, I swear we are so alike on a lot of things. It's the funniest thing. You're our son. Gosh darn it. Of course we have a lot of similarities. Well, we love Harold Rankin. It's so nice to hear from him again. And it's Howard, by the way. Oh, Howard. Howard. (laughs) You know what I'm thinking of? Harold Ramis? No. Those uh, cartoons, you know, the Christmas cartoons by Rankin and Bass. Oh, yeah. Harold Rankin. Oh, right. Whatever. So that's what I keep thinking. But anyway. All right. The good news is as soon as Ed read that in the car... On the way to the desert on Tuesday, I said, we got to use that in the three breaths. Yes, and we will. Believe me, we're not afraid to use them. Okay. All right, go to DarylNed.com to find out more. We have a Funniest Thing fan page. Definitely subscribe to the YouTube channel. Yes. Like the videos, comment. We love hearing, obviously, we love hearing from you. We want to thank our chief engineer out in Kansas City, Kansas. His name's Jeff Comfort, and each week. He takes us right into the comfort zone. <laughs> We also like to thank Indy. I like to call him Choby. Indy Fawcett, the chief engineer over here at Chobo Studios. Say hello, buddy. Hey, everybody. Love you all. Love the funniest thing. Saturday is my favorite day of the week. Yeah, and how do they find you if they want to work with you? Oh, uh, yeah, you can go to ChoboStudios.com. If you're on Instagram, we're at Chobo Studios. We also have Pod Shuttle, the best podcast editing and distribution service in existence. It's PodShuttle.io. We'll take your podcast or your video or whatever you need. We'll edit it up, put it out, put it on the Pod Shuttle, baby. Brilliant, man. Thank you so much. All right. Shout out to Prayerline, a.k.a. Silent Unity, one of the greatest tools to remember who you are, to really remember who you are, to change from concern into the divine flow. If you're having trouble affirming things for yourself, hearing someone else pray from that, supercharged affirmative place for something for me it just makes me e- it makes it so much easier for me to get into the fast lane yeah yeah and it is 800 now pray 800-669-7729 they also have an app the letter u the word pray a lot of our listeners tell us that they'll call silent unity press two you'll hear a pre-recorded prayer right and i've been doing that as part of my morning routine at times yes. and it is powerful to pray along with that just again it's just priming our mind <sighs> There's nothing prideful about this. There's many times where I need as much help as I can get to get into this flow. But whatever we do to get into that flow and remember who we are is worth it. And you know, now. You know what? Before we do three minutes, you just said No, we got to get on with the show. Oh, I know. But uh, I just want to say, oh, that's right. I just want to say this. You said it's not prideful. And this morning after the morning routine, I realized that humility, folks, is it's pride we think pride is something it isn't, and humility is not something it is. Lay it on me. Wow, that sounds like Yogi Berra. Yeah, man, I am. All right, let's go. It Come on, we've got to get on with the show. I'm excited! <laughs> humility is to trust myself. 
that intuitive urge, the wonder and joy and thrill of being guided by God and going with it. Humility is to trust yourself. Yeah. That intuitive urge, the wonder and joy and thrill of being guided by God and going with it. Wow. That leads perfectly into the title for today's show, which is Who Are You? with Michael Schoonover. There's absolutely no need to expound on our resume or anything else to impress others. No. The most straightforward path to enlightenment is to continually ask, who am I? By doing so, we become conscious that we are so much more than our circumstances. We become aware of our true nature as divine beings living in eternity. On this episode, Daryl and Ed encourage listeners to break free of their low self-image and embrace their divinity. And during the second segment, metaphysical mystic... Unity Minister Michael Schoonover elevates our self-esteem with today's daily word and much more. Today's daily word will be imagine. And I just got to say, this this title came to us because I, we listened to Temple Hayes speak last week from Unity of Santa Barbara, which I highly recommend her talk. She had this very amazing experience with, with Reverend Ike, which yes. you can hear in her talk. But man, something downloaded in that that for like the next the last week, I swear I've had Reverend Ike at my side guiding me through stuff that was challenging in my mind. Yeah. And the first thing that that Reverend Ike in my mind told me was asked me or shared with me was the most important thing I could tell you is to, or the more, most important thing is for you to ask yourself, who am I? You know, and it, it like who are you? Who are you defined? He talks about this a lot in yes. his talks about. How negative self-image is so damaging and how yes. getting a positive self-image because the positive self-image is more in alignment with who we are and truthful yeah. about who we are yes. and how important that was. So that's why it feels bad to think ill of ourselves and right and, and toughing it out. We should tough it out. It's because it's not our truth. That's why self-forgiveness is so important is because we're just getting back in tune with who we are. And this week, amazingly enough, Alan Cohen in his book – Breath of fre- it was, breath, it fresh, was, wait, it was deep the, breath of life. Wait, it was the very next day after yes. Ed shared that, and I said that should be the title of this week's show because yeah. he shared the story he just shared with you now. And then the very next day, this was the reading. This is the read. day we went out to the desert. Also, it says, "Clear away what isn't. Nothing real can be threatened. Nothing unreal exists. Herein lies the peace of God." That's from A Course in Miracles. We do not have to create who we are. Indeed, we have been created in other, utter perfection. We just need to discover what about our life is not who we are and let it go. Yes. Continually yes. ask, who am I? This is the day after I heard Reverend I know. tell it's, me that. Don't you love this stuff? Continually ask, who am I? Sincere, consistent inquiry into this most important question will eventually reveal that many of the things we identify with are not who we are. When all of our illusions are peeled away, only divinity remains. Who are you? We are spiritual beings, and any other identity detracts from the majesty of our true essence. Let go of false beliefs about yourself that the true you may shine in all its splendor. I am spirit. I am whole. This never changes. When we start with this revelation, with this understanding, everything else reorganizes itself. Well, that goes right into shouting out our truth in three breaths. And then we got a couple more readings, and then we got Michael Schoonover. Yes. Then we got to move over for Michael Schoonover. Yes. We are inspired by Howard Rankin on this one, so let's take a deep breath. Uh, Don't be afraid to add a little J.J. Walker. Life is out of sight. Because I'm dynamite. Yeah. 
<laughs> Life is out of sight. Cause I am dynamite. Yeah. Ready, Ed? Life is out the of sight. sight. Cause <laughs> I am dynamite. Ah. Oh, it really does set you free. Yeah, what's the, oh the atom crushing power of spirit or what is that one? Yeah, yeah, that's I mean that's he was saying the same thing. Yeah. Dynamite. I know that's what Charles I Fillmore was that. saying. Even as a kid, I radiated with that character watching it. Like I, I wanted it. to yeah. be more like so JJ cool Walker. Happy. Yes. All right, let's get October twenty eighth. Um, another great oh. reading. We got a Cohen rally going right here. We got a few little clip, uh, snippets from Alan Cohen's book yes. that you're going to love. Alan Cohen actually highly influenced by Unity. It was Eric Butterworth's oh, yes. voice that really helped change things around for him. So, and he yeah, made we, quite a handsome living off of speaking at Unity churches. Yes, we got two short ones here. One is from October 29th, and I'm going to read them in this order. Uh, children usually know the truth before we tell them. In their innocence and openness, their antenna are up and they see things we believe we can keep concealed. And I bet we can all remember times when our parents were saying one thing, but we knew that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Children exemplify a faculty we all have. Everyone is psychic and everyone always knows what is going on. In your conscious mind, you may be asleep, but subconsciously, you know the truth. Many of us were quite psychic as children. But when our parents reprimanded us for talking about our intuitions, we quickly learned to shut down and play dumb. And now, the final reading from Cohen. Doubt whom you will, but never yourself. And that's from Christine. That's a quote from Christine Beauvais. And it's, if we believe we are unworthy, we will question or doubt our good when it comes. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. We will believe that there is some hidden motive or catch, or we may fear that it will be snatched away as easily as it came. If we know our worth, we will attract and accept our blessings in a spirit of joy and celebration. We will see our experience as an affirmation that we live in an abundant universe and delight in passing generosity along at our next opportunity. And on the way here, Ed and I always do, you get excited, like two 14-year-old girls going to a New Direction concert. Yeah, One Direction. <laughs> One Direction concert. Yeah, Harry Styles. Well, well, for us, it is like a New Direction because we start feeling good. And, and Ed and I were talking about the truth is once you realize this is the truth, folks, and we know it's true because when Ed and I get in this mindset in our own experience, we get evidence of it left and right, and we just practice the second part of it, we continue to get evidence. And that is this. Your good is already guaranteed. All your good, all the prosperity you could need, all the freedom you would like, and even the livelihood you, you've been dreaming about performing, the talents you want to express, the opportunities are already guaranteed. Mm. Our only job is to delete the bad stories we tell ourselves yeah. that get in the way of it. If we don't delete those, then we just perpetuate us remaining in a holding pattern. Yeah. It doesn't stop this good, no. nor will it make it go away, 
nor does it eliminate it, right. nor do we miss any opportunities. No. Because as soon as we get to the point where either a friend says, dude, you got to let go of that, or that's simply not true, or someone like we, we're good at showing each other, well, look, Ed, look, look at your past so far, X, Y, and Z, every time You've practiced this. Look at how good it turned yep. out. And the same thing goes for me when Ed or another friend points it out to me. So the key is not trying to make our good happen. The key is knowing our good is guaranteed. It is already guaranteed. Our only real job then is, like Ed said earlier, is to treat the concern if there's concern. And it's most of all, the most important for me is to delete or or disregard the bad stories I'm telling myself as soon as I start telling them. Yeah. The sooner the better. And you really have to pay attention to the way you're feeling. Yes. Well, that tells us. Yes. I'm transforming my relationship with my work because it's a direct outpicturing in many ways of the negative beliefs and things that I held against myself of what I deserved. And I had a huge revelation this morning, which was, I realized that when I used to speak my truth joyfully, yes, it was mislabeled as being rebellious, as being bad. So now blasphemous, blasphemous. Because today I'm going, why am I not feeling like giving thanks? And I gotta say, when I was younger, when I wanted to give thanks, I was punished and told that I was being outlandish. So I have to read. This is why self-forgiveness is so important because some of those things get wedged in there. Yes. So I had to forgive myself for buying into the false belief that my joy and my exuberance, they're not rebellious. They're not, they're not troublesome. They're not disobedient, defiant. They are an expression of who I really am. I don't have to fight with anyone outside of myself. They, but I, when, I'm with, when I'm with me and God, I give thanks what did I say? Bra- brazen. What did McClure say? Brazen. brazen gratitude. That's, I love that. That's who I really am. And for yes. so long, I was taught that, oh, you're being bad. You're, you know, you go sit, like, they, I get sent out of the classroom. I get yelled at and told I was crazy at home. Whatever. But it's who I am, and it's not going anywhere. And like you said, my good has always been here. And let me tell you why it never goes anywhere. Because all, we don't realize how, I didn't realize how much of the past, my whole weight of my consciousness was trying to push it down yeah. underneath the surface. That's why they, you know, people use that beach ball metaphor. Yeah. But it can't, we can't hold it down forever. It's going to break through eventually. So why not open our arms and receive it joyfully? And even more than while we're receiving it, we are giving it their good joyfully. And everyone, everyone really benefits, benefits yeah. when we remember who we are. Because like my son told us recently, I learned not to, that toughing it out is not the way to go. Because you know what toughing out means? I just Daryl and I were talking about someone here. It means fighting against ourselves, yeah. against who we truly are. When we're in our element, where we really belong, when we are being ourselves, there's no toughing. There's it no, out. We're joyful. We have more to give, not less. More to give. More energy. More abundance. More prosperity, and it blesses everyone. That's why it's so important to keep asking. Who am I? Who am I? Because we're yes. only going to find out wonderful news because most yes. of us have been given a smaller, corrupted, terrible idea of who we are. Yes. And the truth is so much greater than that. And two quick things because I know we're getting close to yeah. that. Um, one is just in case you were wondering what Ed meant by the beach ball, there's, there's an analogy. Like you could hold a beach ball under in the pool under the yeah. water mm-hmm. for a pretty long time. But eventually you're going to let that beach ball and you're going to go, ah. 
Yeah, it's and never going to ah, stay down there. Yeah, and just the ah, the holding the beach ball is us telling ourselves we got to tough this out. Keep sh- quiet. You're being Don't a make bad waves. boy if you tell people yeah. what you really think and who you really yeah, are. Yeah. Or how dare you think you could be doing that and getting paid for what you right. like to do? Right. That's not serious. That you, and you just eventually though you're gonna let go of it, and as soon as you let go of that beach ball, ah. And just know that if your mind gets to the place where you're like, man, I thought I was beyond this. I thought it was. Like this, uh, suddenly my mind is worse than it ever is. No. Give thanks at those moments. That's the devil's yes. last ditch. Yes. It's the last gasp of that paradigm trying to hold on. But the work we're doing, remember, is not to make our good happen. It's just yes. to let it in. Yes. So when we work with our mind during those moments, we're just letting. It's actually working. We're letting our good in. And I'm going to break Ed's anonymity here because I know he won't mind. I love it. But earlier in the week, uh, we were talking about what we really enjoy doing. And... We were both enjoying the idea. We both really do enjoy teaching. Yeah. And Ed's going, yeah, me too. You know, that's what – and all of a sudden Ed goes, wait a minute. I get paid to teach. And that was an amazing awakening for both of us. Yeah. Because it made us realize that in the, in the facility or in that arena that Ed's in, it seems like he doesn't get paid to teach. Right? Yeah, I feel like I'm getting paid to uh, put out fires, fill out documents, hold meetings. Yeah. Right. That's what the, all of that scary stuff starts to get all the attention. Yeah, all the attention. So we're both like, holy shit. If I'm not careful. So, so I started going crazy because even when I tell friends, if they go, what's your friend Ed do? Oh, he's a teacher at CCUSD. They go, oh, wow. It's good. Yeah, it's almost like concerned. I'm dead. Yeah, it sounds like, like he's a. Oh, they make it sound God like he's. Him. Yeah, it's like, like, I'm sorry like to he's hear cleaning. About your loss. Like he's cleaning bedpans for a dis- right. at a disabled veterans center. Right. I mean, it's horrible. But when I say this, and I've been experimenting with it, what does your friend Ed do? He gets paid to teach. You know what they do? They go, really? Wow. Yeah. So I started going. Ed gets my friend. Ed gets paid to teach. He gets well compensated to teach. And I started thinking, I love to teach too. And just this week, we're driving to the was, desert, yeah. the Unity uh, Desert Storm event, and all of a sudden, while we're in the car, I get calls from the Los Angeles library, library booking me for a workshop to, you know. How many total did you get this week? In one week, four. Four came in because I, mean, I love to teach. Well, I got an extra one from an Italian museum, but that was previous. So that's this, five. So five, we'll, yeah, I'm we'll holding up five. five. Didn't remind me. Yet. But four came during this week. And one of them, while Ed was there, was the workshop that I've been so enthusiastic about someone choosing that I never thought anyone would. But I put it on my list. Because it was created first and at, at one of Ed's lunch grouping meetings. Yes. And the workshop is let go and have fun at fart camp. Yeah. And it really is about how if you think you're not creative, you're creative. And I help people loosen yeah. up so they can get started again at any level right. being creative. And l- yes. So the, la- well, the reason why this is really, really profound with regards to who are you and what are you capable of is we have – Silly, I hold silly ideas about yes. what's like. I'm thinking to myself, how could we ever get paid to teach new thought or whatever? What, how could I ever get ta- paid to teach what I really love teaching? All the while, I'm already getting paid to teach, but I'm, my, <laughs> I was right. 
It's I just know. the things we desire are so much more that. reasonable than we realize, <laughs> but it's our beliefs that blind us so much yes. of the time. And so we're just clearing out all that old clutter to let the good in. And coming up next, ah. metaphysical, mystic, unity minister, all around, ethereal, co-captain from the outer space of divine love, Michael Schoonover elevates our self-esteem with today's daily word, imagine, and a lot more. So thank you for listening to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. We now return to The Funniest Thing. Here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. All right. Welcome back, everyone, to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Don't forget, be a member of the Funniest Thing Club. We're a group of truth enthusiasts who live each day as ambassadors of God's love. As we, can, as we consciously radiate love, we perform everyday miracles and experience better than expected outcomes. If you're already living this way or strive to, then you may consider yourself a member. We motivate one another by simply sharing how miracles occurred naturally in our circumstances as a result of living lovingly and expectantly. Yes. Now, a little paragraph from Ernest Holmes before we bring in our guest. And bring it on home, this. as they say in Led Zeppelin terms. Yes. And this is uh, from the book 365 Science of Mind from October 29th, which is actually today. It says, I know that I individualize the power of God. Through my spoken word, I exercise dominion over everything that comes into my experience. Yes. I do this without any sense of strain or compulsion, but rather with a joyous sense a sense of the one who beholds that the works of God must be altogether good and perfect. I use my word and glorify in its power. Yes. All right. And someone who loves to do just that is our friend from San Diego. He's an amazing minister, student of truth, friend to ours. Each week he's sending us, like I said, we always mention the spiritual paraphernalia that comes in en- unmarked no, marked envelopes. Yes. Cons- conspicuously marked envelopes. He loves to share the truth, which is really what unity is rooted in, is sharing the truth with those who want to receive it. And his name is Michael Schoonover. He's a huge blessing to us and to you and to the show. How are you doing today, Michael? I'm doing fantastic. Fantastic. Great show so far, you guys, too. Oh, man. Great show. Thank you. Well, you want to? Um, you have some truth to share with us to kick off the segment. I know you do. Well, we were talking talking about you know we, one of the phrases I was raised with you were a product of our environment. I really believe we're a product of our consciousness, mm. and if we don't like our consciousness, we're the only ones that can change it. Because right. if you don't change your consciousness, you're living in it. Yes, and that's and that's the that's really the transforming power of truth. You think differently. You really do because you're you're not reacting. You're responding. It's not that you don't know what's going out in the third dimensional world. You know, it's like you're talking about a dominionship. We have dominionship over our own minds, but we surrender it, believing in effects. That's really that Garden of Eden story again. We're believing in effects aren't a problem. Emmett Fox always said, "Stay on the cause side." Yes, that's where the power is. The effects will follow. Yes. 
but the thing is, we start getting in this illusionary world of effects. We get hypnotized by the news, and it's so bad. And and you, it, and that's yes. why I think what truth you like you're saying, you always have to keep yourself revved up or have a go-to phrase, affirmation, because it's really let go, let go to the law in the universe to support us, get out of the way, yes. and then it really will flow through us. We don't have to fight anything. Like you're saying, if there's stress and strain, it's working against us. That's why Neville Goddard always said, assume, assume your affirmations are true. Yeah. And people say, oh, you can't assume, that's bad. You know what, if you don't assume your affirmations are true, they're not going to be true. It doesn't matter how many times you say it. You know what? You just brought up a great analogy I remember from Eric Butterworth, mm. uh, Michael. And it's for a long time we're taught that we are thermometers, mm. that we yes. respond yes. to our yes. circumstance. Like, we're, yes. ah, whoo, ooh, this is happening. When are things going to get better? Mm. But the f- great reality is that Jesus taught and I'm sure many others said it mm. similarly, is mm-hmm. we are the thermostat. Mm. We are the thermostat. We contain the cause power within ourselves, within our consciousness. Mm. And when we remember that and we bring that within our consciousness and remember who we really are and that we could transform the way we think about this, mm. the way we think about ourselves, well, then... Just like a thermostat, the temperature around us, the circumstances around us will correspond. And Joel Osteen, of all people, who occasionally throws out a truth principle. He lets the cat out of the bag. He lets the cat out of the bag. Actually said this, Michael, which I was like, holy cow. He said, you know, and what so-and-so in the Bible understood was this principle. Whatever comes out of my mouth. I call into my life. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a principle. So, it's a principle like gravity. It's a law that yeah. exists. We show God what we want by the way we're acting toward life. When we're yes. giving generously, God, remember we were saying like, I'm imagining like we're on, a, we're on this little island down here and God's looking from far away. And if we're going, ah, God's going, ah, they seem to be like acting like there's, there's a lot of problems. All right, let's give them more of those. They love it. Yeah, but if we're going, if they see us giving generously, oh, okay, they're asking us Look for at all these coconuts we got in. Yeah, they're and asking God goes, us. Here's more coconuts. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're actually acting out our order for the universe. Absolutely, absolutely. It's the power of truth. It changes lives. But again, it's like you're saying. It's like we're the dial, and you know the power is the I am. The yes. I am. The I am is really energy activity. It's what we connected to. If I am upset or I am happy or I am positive, that's why I always truly believe believing that man is fragmented with original sin and that it starts off a broken foundation. And really truth brings you back because if you have a broken foundation, eventually it's going to affect everything you build on. Yeah. And, And that's the thing I think traditional Western civilization has, you know, went to the brokenness. And sure, there's brokenness, but at the core it's perfection. Yes. Yeah. That's perfection. the I am. You know, uh, that is the I am. This is the power. And we control it consciously. No one, no one can control our imagination, as Neville Goddard would say. Neville Goddard used to say, too, that what we see outside is really our imagination pushed out. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's, we look at it, this is outside. 
it's consciousness that allows us to have awareness outside. And there, again, there's nothing wrong with being outside. It's just that if you think it's causative, it skews and you live in mixtures. That's right. You, you know, so, the, oh, it's a bad month, bad month. Oh, right. it's a bad day, my horoscope. That's a bunch of bunch of foolishness. I got to tell you this um, an example from this week of this thermostat idea as a teacher because um, when I forget that I'm the thermostat mm-hmm. and I start – uh, reacting to the temperature of the kids that come in, especially like my a thermometer. kids. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a rectal thermometer. <laughs> I know it's uh, not good. When I start reacting to, because my like, basically, if you t- if you go in any general like a, a typical classroom and you find all the kids that don't fit like right. aren't fitting in. They, you send them you mean all the to one me. Kid, he's talking about the one kid in each classroom that doesn't fit in. It's like in. bouncing out the walls yeah, you take pretending yeah, they're you doing take, their work yeah, and they're you not. Take, you take the one from all those 30 classes and you give them to Mr. B. Yeah, so <laughs> I got to be I gotta be a wizard uh, in wizard mode. I got to be in metaphysical mode because whatever everyone else is doing is not working, basically. So if I start reacting to them, like, oh, my God, you know, I got to control them. Same kind of tactics. Oh. I start becoming just a terrible teacher for one. Like, I told you not to, you know, like, and I, I don't go very far down that road because it just breaks me down. I don't like it. Right. So this week, and with Reverend Ike's Who are spirit yeah. in my si- by my side and that voice, I started going that way, and I heard that voice. I closed my I heard that voice say, don't give your peace to them. Ah, Don't make it dependent on them. I love that. And I closed my eyes. I took a breath. Oh. I shifted. And I just let go of being believing I was being judged by administrators or anyone else or any of that mattered. Another part of the thermometer. I'm, anything. I, and I just let go. And I just said words of appreciation to my students. And within minutes, every time, they were working quietly. They would go from bouncing off the wall... And then me reacting, and, and together we're all bouncing off the yeah. walls to me taking that moment, taking a breath, speaking words of appreciation, and s- miraculously, and this is not me controlling them. No. Miraculously, within minutes, these same three kids yes. working quietly together. This is what we hope that every listener understands about our show. We want you, we don't say these things because we memorize them and they sound good or they're intellectually good you know, uplifting. We share these things because we want you to experiment with them in your life. That's the whole point of new thought or first century Christianity. It's even what Jesus said. He said, follow me. He didn't say, oh, tell people, oh, I follow Jesus. He meant, no, do as I do, like follow the leader when we're little kids. That's what he meant. Do as I do. And you're going to get amazing results if you experiment with these ideas in your real life. And we continue to, but we easily forget. I, Mike Dugan said we have good forgetters, but that's why we end up, the more we practice this, the more we have concrete experience mm-hmm. of it being real and factual in our own lives. But most of all, we start attracting others in our lives. Like Michael Schoonover came into our life to remind us of this truth. Ed reminds me of the truth when I forget it. Finding Funniest Ed. Thing podcast. Yes. You guys finding this podcast. This will continue to remind us of the truth because it's easy to get caught up in, in the conditions around us and forgetting that we have the real Daryl, the real Ed, the real Michael, the real you 
is the great I am and everything that follows I am we bring into our life. We are the thermostat. We're not the thermometer. That's why it feels so painful when we think we're the thermometer, when we're reacting to circumstances. Because the truth is you have the power. And it's it's not by force. It's like Ed said. It's just being patient and reaffirming what's true and what we really desire in this situation. Yeah. And then miraculously, you'll be calling one of us or your friends or writing us a letter saying, funniest thing, just yeah. like Krista. Yeah, we create the receptivity and then the divine comes flowing in. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, that's the key to life. It's the master key. Yes. Master key. And the thing is, it's always within us. It's always within us. And as you're saying, too, because it changes our vibration of our aura. So we attract different things. Things move in and out of our experience totally by the vibration that we hold, just like you were saying in your classroom. You know, Neville Goddard, he did one of his, he had a client, that a lady that worked at a, a, a show. She did the decorating for the sets, and she had such a hard time. And Neville, she was explaining that she'd, she'd be doing self-talk, which Neville called really prayer. And then she'd arguing with him before she, she got to the, to go, got to work. And they'd always had these knockdown drag outs. And Neville said, stop talking negative. Go, when you're on your way to work or thinking, just say it's going to work out great. Yes. Everything's going to be ironed out and immediately changed. Yes. And he all of a sudden he's, oh, let's, this, that idea, I like that idea. We are so conditioning by the energy that we're doing. Self-talk is so powerful. You know, like I was saying, uh, when you talk in your God voice, your God voice is, you think it or say it, it's the voice that we respond to. Yeah. And that's the key. How, and really, Neville used to say, forget all prayer, what's your self-talk? Because we're always having an inner dialogue. That's really the most powerful yeah. part we yes. can ever have. Agreed. Because our inner dialogue says this, and then we're off on another yeah. tangent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's, that's why, prayer. That's, yeah, that's why I love that um, song they sing. At, you know, the first, well, it could be sung many places, but the first place I ever heard it right. was at Unity, which is, Every thought's a prayer. When that yeah. dawned on me, you know, and yeah. through Mike Dugan, I started going, holy cow. Yeah. Every thought is a prayer. Yeah, that, that's it's why not it's, these separate things yeah. where I go, oh, uh, let's go, oh, blah, 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 whatever, those yeah. type of things. It goes back I, I thought to, that was prayer. No, folks, the revelation is every thought's a prayer. Yeah, and that's why it goes back to who are you. This is for you as who's yes. ever hearing this right now. It doesn't really matter who Daryl and Ed say you are. It doesn't matter who Michael Schoonover says you are. It doesn't matter who your mom or dad or your boss or – it doesn't matter. Whoever you think that person is that might have some say in who you are, it matters who you, think, who you know yourself to be. Because that, that's what is being reflected back to us. And um, Well, Mike made it – Michael made it easy yes. for you to grasp that because it, who you are is that voice – that's telling you who you are and how that voice is treating you. Yeah, and that's you, what you get and, back. And that may not be the real you. No, mm-hmm. at all. Absolutely. At all. Yeah. That's one of the things Reverend Ike, that voice to me within me this week was yes. like, that line that I was handed to you is full of lies. <laughs> like, it helped me so much. It said, like, does your mom know anything about like whatever the the thing was? Does, does so do they know anything about that? Do they really know about your car right now? Do they really? And it was just like Are hammering that message. That mind is full. It really helped me to go you, you see. Wow, 
that thing that I'm like letting run the show, it's just full of lies. It doesn't even know what it's talking about. Yeah. And a lie, or Charles Fillmore said, be careful of counterfeit ideas. Yeah. Because a counterfeit idea, if it's a lie, it's always going to, yeah. it's never a firm foundation. Yeah. It's like when you're talking about who are you, it, it, there's a book by Unity written by Imelda Shanklin called What Are yes, You? Yes, I have it. And and what I love about the first chapter is long, but basically it's she met an attorney and she kept asking, what are you? And he said, oh, I'm an attorney. No, she's, what are you? And he's, well, I'm an attorney, and I went to school. He, she's, what are, and finally, she's saying, you're the Christ. From that foundation, then you can become the attorney. But see, we melt everything together, yeah. and we, we lose that, our divine identity. Yeah. And it's so powerful, because we play all these roles. You yeah. know, Neville Potter used to say uh, that we're all actors, and when the actor leaves the, his dressing room, he comes out on stage, he becomes that character. He is so into that character, he's right. living it. But when he comes back off the stage to his room or back to the dressing room, if he's still that character, then he has a problem. Right. Because we get in these roles and then we get so meshed, we don't know where we stop right. and they end. Yes. And there lies the challenge. And when we know that we're the Christ, we will never judge anyone else. So when I'm judging oh, people, no. it's an indicator no. that I've forgotten who I am. This week, Absolutely. another thing that happened at work. I realized, because Daryl's helping me, I'm letting that place go from my consciousness. Because we always find, Emmett Fox calls it Bear Hugs Kettle. We always find that when we're in a situation, I always find, Daryl always finds, that when we're in situations that don't work for us, it's always us that we're putting so much energy into keeping that close to me. Yes. Whether yeah. it was when I was driving crappy cars because I thought I couldn't have a, a, a new one, which I have now, whatever it is. We always, I always realize, whether it was a, this relationship with this person who I used to, I would drive... 45 minutes to see this person all the time and I was miserable every time but I was complaining but I was the one who was putting so I realized I got to stop judging everyone at that place because that judgment is an indicator that I believe they have power over me yes, and I'm yes. not good enough yes. so I was blessing the, the director of special ed I was seeing yes. them happy as my friends yes, imagining yes. That none of us were related to this job but if I just met him in yes. public I would never think these things about yes. them so I the end of the week comes and there's something I had to handle like, uh, for lack of a better word, man style, you know, adult style. Someone, yes. I had to write this email and part of me is going, ah, I don't want to write that email. That's scary. But, and then I, I let that come through and then I yeah. go, but you know what? There's another part of me that said, just write that email and let it go. It doesn't matter anyway. Just speak your truth and let it go. I did that. I spoke with my principal on the way out of the school because she had, she had talked to me about this issue, not condemningly, but let, like we were talking about it. Right. And I said, mm -hmm. I think I'm going to send an email. She said, well, I don't, you know, she gave me some suggestions. I used those suggestions. On the way out of my school, the last second, she's heating up her food at the microwave right by the, the door where I leave. I never right. see her there. It's just her. And I go, yeah, you know, I wrote that email. Thank you for the suggestion. This is what I said. She goes, oh, my God, I'm so glad you decided to write that email. And she's like... She even admitted, she's like, you're like me. You always think you're going to get in trouble. This is the principal wow. who sometimes I think was judging me. She's telling me you and me are alike because we think we're going to get in trouble for wow. everything. And it's my, she's like, it's ridiculous. And then I said, yeah, you're right. We had is a good it, laugh. This is an example of you being a thermostat. And now the tone is changing even in this yeah. situation. And then like the temperature. And then she took it up a notch because she said, you know, Someone just told me that you write great IEPs. Now, IEPs are the crux of all the paperwork, all the legal. It's an individualized education plan that as a special educator, I have to write each year. 
And those things bring up every fear, doubt, and worry in my mind. Like, why should I have to do this legal? I'm just trying here to teach the kids and this and that. And there's invites and I have to run Zoom meetings, like all that yeah, stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, and, yeah, but again, I've been blessing the people who are kind of oversee that stuff. Yes. Right? The director of special ed, her assistant, the other person. I mean, I've been seeing them happy. Yes. So my principal goes, someone just told me you write solid, amazing IEPs, which is a big deal in my job. And she's like, who was it? Who was it? And I was like, really? Wow, that's amazing. And she goes, it was the director of special ed. She told wow. me, so the very person that I was believing is like, they're judging me because I don't fit in here. She's going around telling people I'm the one who's doing, it was just mind but isn't blowing, it, boom. But it came right after you switching to, I just got to see these people happy. Yeah. It wouldn't have come before because you know, my mind would go, well, that's a neat coincidence. It's no coincidence, folks. That's right. There's no coincidence here. And- when I was walking out, I told, I texted it to you because I thought to myself, I sent the email and I go, there's nothing to fear because I was yes. feeling so good. And it just made me laugh like, I'm in a school. There's no pl- There's literally nothing to fear here. This is not like some prison. I don't know. This is nothing scary. And then I thought about this morning, even my living room, the fear was. I was like, why is there this amount of fear in me right now? <laughs> this is crazy. We got to let go of that. Let the joy come through. Yeah, because that's the only thing that gets in way of us receiving our guaranteed good is these crazy thoughts. I was doing it this morning because I submitted all my paperwork and everything miraculous about how the opportunity came to me. For the Poet Laureate? To a, it's actually Artist oh, Laureate. Artist Laureate. <laughs> <laughs> for the artist laureate at Culver City. Right. And this week I got actually what would be a positive email for most folks, which is we received all your criteria. Yeah. And now we're moving it to the board of whatever uh, respective reviewers, right? Or whatever. Well, what do they call it? Distinguished panel. Yeah, distinguished panel. So I, I go, oh, I sent it to Ed and Steve, our friends. And, they go, and Ed goes, this is great. And of course, what do I write to Ed? Yeah, but it's, they still have to review. They my, haven't chosen me yet. Yeah, they haven't chosen me yet. What a bunch of farting. And I said, stop thinking small and affirming small things. You have been chosen <laughs> for this or something better. God's already chosen you. Yes. And then this morning I caught myself imagining the distinguished panel of people who probably don't like me. They're uh-huh. gonna read. And you know what? I had to do what it did. I had to go, no, I'm going to see these people happy, joyous, laughing, Having a good time, yeah. giggling when they see this guy teaches a workshop called "Let Go and Have Fun at Fart Camp." Right? Like, who is this guy? Right? Because like, I was telling, they're going to think that's not serious. I'm not right. a serious laureate. <laughs> well, if that's a serious laureate, then that's not the job for me. Right. So there you have it. So we're all susceptible to this stuff, folks. But we all have the solution too. That's right. What I love too is your. You're practicing the truth that you're learning and you're using. Yes. It's truth you use every day. You know, you know, Fillmore always used to say the truth you know is the truth you use. All else is theory. Yes. Theory has its place. But this is stuff you have to demonstrate because if you d- you have to have that your own experience with it because then you know it's not they said it. It works. Emmett Fox works. Yes. Neville Goddard works. These things work, but you have to do it. You want to play the piano, you got to hit the keys. Yes. I mean, that's yeah. Yeah. The blessing, really. Yeah. Nancy Norman just said, uh, it's my father's good pleasure to give me the kingdom, and it's my good pleasure to receive it. I believe she read that Absolutely. somewhere. Absolutely. Yeah. Something Absolutely. like that. Claiming it. If, if you're not feeling it out there, if you're not feeling it, if you think it, like, 
I had to admit this to myself earlier this week. I was like, it's only working for Daryl. It's not really. I <laughs> then you need then I needed to say to God, I want my good. I yes. want to see my good. I want to feel my good. I want to know that it's yes. working for me. That is a solid. And that's a legal prayer in divine mind. Yes. I want to see it. Make it easy. Make it lush, lavish, uh, you know, like abundant. Yeah. yeah. Be extravagant in your prayer request. Don't be stingy because you'll get stingy answers and results. You want good that when you see it, you don't even have to think about it being good. Your whole being lights up and you go, that's for me. Yeah, that's for me, God. Yeah. You deserve it because, you know, Jesus said the cup that overflows – who wants a cup or a mug that's not full? Yeah, it's right. overflowing. Our lives can overflow if, but see, again, it's if we allow it to appear, if we allow the allowing energy. That's why I love the beginning of uh, the first uh, chapter of Genesis. It's let there be. Yes. Let. Yeah. It's not hold on. It's let. See, the challenge is our small self. Well, you don't know, and this has happened in the past, and so many. We have all these distractions which take energy in our mind. Which, and you got to sometimes say, see ya, you're out of here. Yes. Cut the cord. I'm out of here. I don't need this. That's we don't need it. I'm glad because when you were talking about the Western bringing, like, staying focused on the, the broken part, the sin part, it created the worst possible thing in all our minds. Even mm-hmm. if you didn't go to church, I picked up it in the consciousness. Yeah. And it is to feel ashamed to ask for what I need. To feel yeah. ashamed to say in my prayers, yeah. God, I would really like this. Like almost like what I would really desire, I really shouldn't be asking for that. Right. That is pff, horrible. That is not true. That is not what any of these mystics taught. Jesus, Buddha, whoever, they did not say. And remember, folks, don't ask for what you really want because that's being bad. Right. That's being yeah. blasphemous. No, they were adamant. Ask for what you desire because that gives your father good pleasure to give that to you yeah. because you will be fulfilled and you will f- your cup will flow over out to others. Yes. Yes. You need to laugh at your troubles. Yes. You need to laugh at your whatever your diagnosis. Yeah. You need to laugh at your bills because what happens, it puts you in a different you kind of it kind of reminds me of a buoy. You know, it might go over a couple of times, but it always comes back up. Yes. And that's the Christ I am within us. And granted, we have waters that push this way, that way. But we know if we stay centered and we laugh at it because then it breaks the, the it breaks that bond. Yes. Yes. Neg- negativity is so much around us. It's rampant unconsciously. Right. And see that? We don't realize, you know, again, 90 percent of our life is controlled by our unconscious state. I mean, that's really it's you have to really watch what we're putting in our mind. A hundred percent. And and what's coming out of it, even if we don't realize yes. that we put it in there years ago. Yeah. But let's put some daily word in our mind. Do you have the daily word there, Michael? I have it right here. And it's a great one for it's October the 31st, this Monday. And it's imagine, which is a great divine idea. The affirmation is I imagine everything I choose to be. Dressing up for, uh, on Halloween can be a great adventure. Choosing a character, finding a costume, and transforming myself into a new identity, a superhero, a princess, cowboy, or even a favorite animal is all a part of the fun. In the same way, my life is an adventure. I choose who I want to be and how I live in the world. I am so much more than my history, my choices, and the roles 
I play in life. Like a Halloween costume, I can take off. I can also change how I show up in the world, taking off limitations, self-doubt, and insecurity. I then claim my identity as a divine being, the living expression of God. This is my true identity, the enduring, changeless truth of who I am. And from the New Testament, it's Paul's letter, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit that is from God, so that we may understand the gifts bestowed on us by God. Ah. And the affirmation again is, I imagine everything I choose to be. That's power. That's yes. unlimited power, the I am. Yeah. We choose. It's not being done for us. No, we yeah. get to choose. Yeah. And a lot of this is rehabilitating ourselves because yeah. what we imagined about ourselves, what I used to imagine about myself was so far from who I really was. I just thought no. I was bad at stuff because... I'm a super intuitive, creative person, and I, I struggled so long to be an intellectual, you know, and I was, I'd made a pretty good show of it, but it was so, it, I was always wearing a costume that was ill-fitting, yeah. and I had so many underlying insecurities, because for me, it's always been intuitive, creative process, whether I'm teaching, surfing, uh, doing this show, whatever I do, I really come from a creative and intuitive place, and when I do that, I know who I am, and I have so much energy to give. And yeah. so it is remarkable just to, rem to for me lately, just to, wow, I can have whatever I desire. Yes. And those desires are nothing for God. No. When I know who I really am I'm, and I'm asking from the truth of my being, it is nothing. It is nothing. nothing. No. And I love Halloween, too, is because we play all these roles. I mean, if you want to be a cowboy or if you want to be Wonder Woman, you got to put on you got to put on the outfit. You have to have that lasso. And the last one I love for her costume because it makes people, doesn't make, it, it allows people to tell the truth. When we're truthful for ourselves, actually, that's a metaphysic for all of us. That Wonder Woman is the feeling nature within us. Yes. And the feeling nature wants us always to be truthful. Yes. And that's what, to me, that last one represents truthful. Wow. Michael, 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 you are a great, truthful man. You, is there anything le uh, else you want to share or something that you want to say to the listeners before we get ready to wrap up the show? Well, I just want to say you are doing such a tremendous work, and I really like the idea about laughing because we none of us laugh enough. Mm -hmm. and, and really laughing is a releasing of energy and allows yes. us to be open again. Yeah. And the more open we are, the more we can receive. You know, say Eric Butterworth used to say in his classes, you know, we come, we come to spirit with our hands full. We're holding on to... How can God give us anything? Because we're holding on to junk. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Know, let's rip off some of these old costumes. You know, some of these costumes are horror costumes. Yes. Some real yeah. negativity. Throw it in the closet and let's put on our real identity and be who we want to be. Not what our teachers, what the society says, who you think you yeah. need to be. And tomorrow you can change it. Yeah. That's what I love about the creativeness. You don't have to be stuck in a role. You're no. more than just a teacher. Yeah. You're more than just whatever you do. You are you. Yes. I'm ordering Wonder Woman costumes for all of us. What right. were you going to say, Daryl? I saw your finger no, go up. I'll tell you. No, I want Michael to let us know how, if people want to get in touch oh, with Oh, yeah, to watch your talks. How do they do that? Oh, they can go to unityway.com uh -huh. or you can go to, go to YouTube and go to unityway.com. Unityway? Unityway. Yeah. yeah, I recommend it. Um, 
Thank you so much for blessing our lives with so much great truth, man. We appreciate you. Uh, I, I salute what you do. You truly are a beacon of light, the two of you. And the two of you just mesh so perfectly. I mean, it's totally a God job. I mean, Amen. it really yeah. is. It truly is. And I think not only because you're you're because you're growing together still. That's right. See, that's yes. about truth. Yes. It's growing yeah. together. Yes. It's not something static you put on the no. shelf and shut the door. You're growing together. And that's what truth's all about. If you're not growing, you're stagnant. If you're stagnant, eventually you're going to die. Yeah, Indy used to call it hydroponics. Um, yeah. can I, can we I, have a little story. I, can I do both voices? Um, sure. Okay. All right. Because I want to have fun with our All friend. right, great. So listen, <laughs> we all know that Michael was recently at a ministerial conference. We were there, folks. We crashed it, for crying out loud. Of course we know. Well, one night, this we is true, there. too, they had a disco night to and let off steam. And we were there, too. That That's Ken right. Fendrick, one of our guests, was actually the DJ. And... Uh, What's our friend's name from Arizona, the minister? Oh, Richard Mirage. Richard Mirage was there. Yes. So everyone was having a good time, yucking it up, you know. Um, But Michael, and we're not going to say any names, but he was with a particularly annoying minister. And she was annoying because she was always bragging about herself. You know how that goes. Yep. One joyful minister on the dance floor, however, was living large, breakdancing, moonwalking, backflips. He had every dance move, and they were going on. He was even playing the... Air guitar. Air guitar, everything. Ken Fendrock was going off. So, of course, the other minister who Michael was with turned to Michael and boasted. See that guy on the dance floor? 25 years ago, he proposed to me, and I turned him down. Michael, Mm. being Michael, smiled and replied. Looks like he's still celebrating. <laughs> that is good, good, good. Oh, we have something from Lakeside. I can imagine him saying that. I too. know. <laughs> yeah, that we just. Michael that always story. points out the obvious, and that's why we love him. Yeah. Oh, look. Well, you know what we should do? What? Hey, come on, come on along, take a ride. There's a party over there that ain't no jive. It's live, live, it's all the way live. Don't even have to walk, don't even have to drive. Just slide, glide, slip and slide. Forget about your troubles and your nine to five. Just sail along. That's what you do. Just sail along. Now this groove's so funky. Hey, what you think? What is it called? It's called Funniest Thing. Come along and ride on a fantastic voyage. Visit DarylNet.com Right now Unity Way We love you Michael Scudover Jeff Comfort Indy Joby Thank you for being a part of Funniest Thing With Daryl and Ed Come along and ride on a Fantastic voyage Thank you for listening to The Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed Listen in as these unlikely saints share more real-life stories of how surrendering to divine order always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. This program has been made possible by God through automated monthly transfers from Daryl and Ed's credit cards.